Wow. Come on, let's praise the Lord. If he's your all in all. Give him that all in all praise. Hallelujah. 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 Bless your name. Amen. God, we ask that you be with us today. You bless us and you honor us with your presence. Move as we preach. Thank you for the choir that is sung and the way they have offered themselves a service to you. We ask that you bless us. Touch us on the deep levels of our lives and speak to us in ways only you can. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. In my life, Lord, be glorified, be your hands this time when you say it. pastoring a very long time 
So this makes my 34th Christmas season. Now, for those of you who don't know, that means I've talked about this text quite a bit. So that what caught my attention had to be something unique. Look at what the text says, if you will, in Luke chapter 1. And I want to just skip down just a few verses, if you don't mind, down to verse 37 and verse 38. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Verse 38. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Would you do me a favor? Look at somebody, just smile at them. Smile at them. And just say, neighbor, can God stretch you? You may be seated. Can God stretch you? What does it mean to be stretched? How can I be stretched? Stretch is an expression. It's used to describe some unlikely achievement. Sometimes we use it sarcastically. We say we had to, that'll be a stretch to get there. But in the case of Mary, when the angel comes to her and asks her the question, tells her God wants to give her the holy child, the Holy Spirit wants to come upon her, that something's going to develop in her. What the angel really says to her is, can God use you for the next nine months, stretch you out, make your ankle swell, make it difficult to walk down these sunlit roads, Make you wobble when you used to walk straight? Can God give you a little morning sickness? Can God set you up for some times when people are going to talk about you? Matter of fact, can God put you in a situation where some people are going to say you were a loose woman? God is going to need to stretch you if he's going to use you. Because what he wants to get done can't get done unless he... That's why some of y'all like spandex. (laughs) Because you know it. 
It's interesting because, see, the, the text gives us the story of really the Immaculate Conception. And now anyone in any age needs to realize that you cannot carry a baby to term and not stretch. I don't care if you're Halle Berry, Serena Williams, or even the Queen Beyonce. You're not gonna carry a baby if you don't stretch. Something has to give. The metaphor I'm raising here today of stretching relates to everyone, no matter what your gender. Understand this, it's important that you realize that God wants to implant, watch this y'all, possibility. Punch that person next to neighbor. God wants to implant possibility, promise, purpose into your life. Sometimes what God has to implant in my life may be to fix up stuff that has been messed up because I've been broken. Since I've been broken, I need to be put back together again. And maybe how I got put back together is not the way I actually wanted to be together. I enjoy sometimes too much when I catch an episode of Botched. I don't think there's a more insane medical show on television. Those of you that don't know, that's the show where they take cosmetic surgical mistakes and try to fix them up. The stories are what's really interesting. The mistake is just one part. But just take a minute. I need you to check out poor George and uh, what would become his alien head. Just, just give me, just, just a minute. Watch this and I'll make this real clear in just a moment. Put, put the video, run the video, run the video. And I don't know if I have the complete story straight. Were you riding a moped or a motorcycle? It was one of the little moped things. I had a fever, so I was going to the pharmacy to get medicine. As I was driving, I sort of passed out. I drove into a steel fence. Uh, I woke up, blood was gushing out. I figured out, crap, I've had an accident. There wasn't a plastic surgeon in the hospital, so a, just a normal doctor stitched it up. So it was an emergency room doctor, really, right? Yes. The emergency room physician was more interested in saving George's life than making his forehead look as cosmetically acceptable as possible. And that's where he should be. When the scab fell off, that's when I realized there's a gap in between my eyebrows, that I have three eyebrows, and that this half of the eyebrow is halfway up in the middle of my forehead. You had this three years ago, out of curiosity, how come you haven't had this fixed yet? Well, the doctor said for the first year, I can't touch it until it heals 100%. And my daughter's one. I want to fix it before she gets older. So she uh, says, Dad, what happened to your arm? Yes, exactly. She still sort of points to it and touches it. So why don't we go to the exam room and take a look? Sounds Beautiful. Good. Sounds good. Thank you. It's one thing to have an abnormality that you can hide with your clothes, but when you have it in the middle of your face, you can't hide it. I just hope that we can help him. Let's take a peek. Lower your chin for us. So this scar, so you have a big scar. This actually is not bad here, but you have that big scar right in the center. Yeah. 
So, your tissue is a little tight. Yes. To me, what I think is gonna be the safest way to go, just so that we have absolutely no tension anywhere, is to put something called the tissue expander in your forehead. So what we would do in the first stage is most likely make an incision up here and lift up the tissue to yes. create a pocket for this tissue expander. Put it down right in this area, and there'll be what we call a little port, a port that we can fill it, the syringe. Okay. It'll be underneath the skin. Yes. And then we're gonna come back, you know, every week or two weeks and fill it up for you. How big do you think it will get eventually? Like the size of a well, tennis probably, ball? Or? You know, probably a, maybe a little bit bigger than a tennis ball. Wow. Something kind of like that. My immediate thoughts of having a tennis ball sized tissue expander in the middle of my forehead is a bit embarrassing. But at this point, I'm willing to do whatever I need to do to get the best results possible. Wait a minute. I've seen it where skin need to be grafted on hands and people walked around with expanders in their hands. But he wants him to walk around with an expander on his forehead. I think somebody's going to notice he's being stretched. I'll show you another picture in a moment. But can I say this to someone here? Don't be embarrassed if what God has to do to fix up your life will cause people to look at you and maybe even ridicule you. But you have to realize it's not what you're going through that you're going to worry about. It's the end result when you go through. So I know you're being a little stretched right now. I know the enemy is coming in. You think everything's going to be all bad forever. But before you lose your cotton-picking mind, realize that you got to go through some stuff. But the ultimate outcome is worth the unsightliness, the ugliness that comes with being stretched. Show the picture just one moment here. I just, it, it happened. Yeah. Can you see it? Here on one side is the way he looked in the beginning. But the picture in the middle shows what he had to walk the street looking like. Head blown up. But the final picture shows one eyebrow back together. Face back in line. I like that boy. Listen, you can't get to the final solution if you don't go through some stretching in between. Quit trying to get it the easy way. Quit trying to think everything's going to work out and you don't have to deal with no pain, no stretching, no embarrassment. Well, some stuff you're going to have to go through in order for God to bless you. And since you are ready to go through it, God said, I'm ready to fix up that which the enemy has torn up from you. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Somebody needs to realize, what will it take? What will it take 
for God to put you back together again. See, some of us, we're in need of picking ourselves back up. Relatively simple moped accident. At least it would have sounded better if he said he was on a Harley. I was on a moped. Really? Really? You want to tell that story? And I was on a Harley. I was laid back. Pipes were loud. I was on a moped. I, I, it, it, now you tell a story. It doesn't have the same kind of, you know. You're trying to, trying to look good in front of the folks. What would it take for God to put you back together? What would it take for God to work on your life? What would it take for God to change things for you? See, see some of us right now don't realize that God can do more than what we have been accepting. Ah. See, we don't realize that God can do more than what we think we are currently capable of or capable of having. Mary, God wants to use you. Mary, God wants to use your womb. Mary, God wants to birth someone through you. What is God doing in your life that will require you to stretch? What is God doing in your existence that will require you to stretch? Because see, sometimes God's going to do stuff through you, as in the case of Mary, and sometimes God's going to do stuff for you. And what I need to realize is, either way, it's going to take something from me in order to get it done. If he's not doing it through me, he's doing it for me. And sometimes what he's doing through me is for my good anyway. So God, anyway, you bless me. Oh, y'all ain't got this yet. Yeah, yeah, see, 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 there's possibilities that he wants to entrust in you. There's something beyond your wildest imagination that God wants you to have. And God just wants to ask one simple question. Can I stretch you? Can I, can I, ah, let, let me see if I can, if I can work with it. Just, just stay with me for a moment. Here's Mary. She's my own business. She's getting ready to get married. She all happy. Got her man. Her and Jojo going to live happily ever after. They got the hookup. Holler if you hear me. They're everything cold. Cool, cool. And then all of a sudden, God disrupts her life plan. Y'all missed it. See, you don't even want to shout. <laughs> Some of you right now are in the midst of a divine disruption of your plans. 
And the reason you're crying instead of shouting is you don't realize there's been a divine disruption. You think there's simply a corruption, but in some cases, God has disrupted your plan because God is trying to bless you in a way you could not get it if you kept going your direction. So he needed to redirect your life and disrupt your plan so that he can put you in the place where he wanted you to be. I, I um, here Mary is, and Mary has a choice to make, as each of us always has. You know, God's a perfect gentleman. He's not going to force himself on anybody. You're going you're gonna to have to say, floretry, yes. Never mind that. Anyway, the two of y'all that got it, thank you. I'm glad you're savvy. Anyway, listen, listen. Number one, always understand that purpose responds to surrender. Purpose responds to surrender. See, if, if God's divine purpose is available for you, it cannot be activated until you say yes. What God has for you can't be activated without your assent. And sometimes what you've got to realize is that God wants a yes from you. And you keep fooling around giving him a maybe. Or sometime later, when I get a little this, when I get a little that, when I get older, when I'm this, you know, let me tell you something. I started preaching when I was 15 years old, just for my 16th birthday. March 28th, 1976. Not even 16 yet. 15. My man back there, Big T, was a little boy then. Looking up at me. Let me tell you. I gave God every excuse you could give God for not wanting to preach. Every excuse you could think of. All of my excuses when I look back on them were lame. I just said this to someone right now. When you quit fooling around trying to tell God how to do God's work, then God can get on with doing what God wants to do in your life. See, some of y'all right now, y'all think you know more than God. I'm talking to somebody in here, you thought you knew more than your parents too, and you wish you had listened to them, and you could see them. Listen, God is not going to force himself into your life. I'm preaching to you right now. But if you want God to bless you, and if you want to live out the purpose that God has for your life, you must surrender. Because purpose responds to surrender. Now see, if I was going to be Neo-Pentecostal, I would say something like, whatever it takes. Y'all missed your cue right there. Listen. I wish I had two or three people that understood what I just said. Look at somebody now. Tell them, whatever it takes, I'm all in. You know, you See, I... I just need two or three people that are saved. 
that really want to understand what it look at somebody and tell them whatever it takes I'm all in that's enough okay okay thank you I just I feel this because I, I need to realize that that if God's purpose is going to be fulfilled in my life, I've got to say yes. When I was a little boy, they would sing songs like, Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Thou art the potter, I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will. While I am waiting, yielded, and still, have thine own way. But nobody could say it better than Bishop Mason. Bishop Mason sat on the porch and just said, yes! Just one word is all he needed. My act of surrender to God is just to say yes. And every now and then, you just need to sit back in your chair, look up to heaven, and say, God, I don't understand what you're trying to do, but yes! 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you just gotta stop yourself. Okay, come on back. I'm I'm going. I'm gonna hurry. I'm gonna hurry. But the second thing you have to understand is that plans require sacrifice. If purpose is going to respond to surrender, plans require sacrifice. What do you mean, Reverend? I mean that there's no way that what God has planned for my life can be implemented in my life without the sacrifices that are necessary for their implementation. Okay, y'all didn't get that. Let me work it another way. Mary, God wants to do this in you. It's going to mean that you're going to have to make some sacrifices in order for God to do this. God wants to use you. You're going to have to make some sacrifices. There's some things you're going to have to give up in order for God's will to be done. Look at somebody right now. Say, neighbor, there are sacrifices that must be made. <sighs> Y'all didn't get that right there. See, see uh, the, the difference between, between some people who play sports and other people who play sports is that some people who play really well put in the sacrifices necessary to be great athletes. You don't get to be Kyler Murray and win the Heisman Trophy and get a $4.6 million baseball contract all within the same kind of time frame unless you've been putting in some sacrifice. You, you had to do something. You, 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 were, you were throwing the ball and studying how it was to be a good, good quarterback, but at the same time, you were out there hitting and running and catching balls as a baseball player because you realized that sacrifices had to be made if you wanted to excel to the next level. That's why some people are not going as far as they should go or getting as much as they should have because they're too lazy to make the sacrifice that it takes. Sometimes all it takes is some elbow grease. All it takes is some know-how. All it takes is some sit your rear end in the chair and stay put and study till you get it in your mind. Sometimes it takes some sacrifice. Yes, I might have to tell a friend I can't hang out tonight because I got work that needs to be 
be done. And if I sacrifice now, I can savor the flavor later. If I put my time in, now there's a payoff that will come after a while. Sacrifices must be made if the plan of God is to be fulfilled in your life. Okay. I'm going to my seat with this one. I'm, I'm done, I'm done. I'm done, I'm done. But uh, here, here's the good part. I got good news for you. I got good news for you. Look at somebody say, neighbor, you don't have to do it alone. See, here's good news. Um, my man with his head there, the brother who needed work done, I don't care how much he desired to have his head repaired. He did not have the skills, nor what it takes to do the work. You can't do it by yourself. And see, somebody in here, you upset because you think you ought to be able to do it because you're you. That's cute. But everybody needs somebody at some time. And, and the good thing about it is that, that when God is in the midst of stretching you, providence releases support. Preach wise. Thank you. I'm trying. Let me, let me see if I can put it to you another way. I know you don't have it yet, so watch this. If God is doing something through you and for you, he's going to give you the support to get it done. And you need to be able to recognize the support systems that God puts in place in front of you. It may not all look the same, but God has a way of getting you what you need when you need it. What you talking about, Watts? Thank you. I'm glad you asked. Read the text. While she is hearing from angels about what's going to happen in her body, Joseph is hearing from an angel about what's going to happen to his angel. So he's being prepared. Before she comes in and says, I've had this immaculate conception, he's being prepared to receive her and to take care of you missed that went over somebody's head. Let me try and work it again. Okay, Mary, I know you're in doubt over what's getting ready to happen. Before you begin to worry about whether or not this is impossible or improbable, I've already given you a living witness that'll help you shout victory now. She who was called barren has already conceived. Y'all missed that. So for every Mary, God gives an Elizabeth to stand there and speak into her life and say, God has already done it. You missed it, went over your head. I'm going one last time. You've got to realize this much. For every Jesus that's on his way, there's already a John that's in the pipeline as a forerunner to support what's coming next. Look at somebody right now. Say, neighbor, what God has for you right now, he's going to stretch you. But when it gets through stretching you, he's going to bless you. 
eyes haven't seen, nor ears heard, neither has it entered into the heart of men what God, look at him and say, what God has in store for you. You're blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. Now stretch. 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 Come on, give God a praise. 